awesome. Ready. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Truth Serum, your daily dose of truth. I am your host, Melissa Binkley. I'm an entrepreneur, spiritual advisor, and founder of the Intuitive Intelligence Academy. I love debunking belief systems that have us all trapped and exploring paradigms that disrupt. I believe in magic and miracles and believe together we can create a conscious revolution. Today, we welcome a brave woman who faked her own death to escape sex traffickers and has turned trauma into a thriving sex coaching business and claims it's helped her to love herself. Janelle Gordon from California, who is the founder of the O Factors, a seven-step program dedicated to tantric therapy, was a victim of sex trafficking at the age of 19. She faked her own death to escape and eventually fled to Thailand, where she found solstice in Tantra a spiritual Indian practice that is based on a set of spiritual practices that direct the universal energies into the practitioner leading to liberation. Through her spiritual studies and yogic practices, she healed herself holistically from unresolved trauma and developed dance OM, the O, fact, o factors, uh, an integrative form of dance therapy designed to relinquish women from societal constraints on their sexuality and sense of self. Wow. Welcome, Janelle. <laughs> I sound so cool on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, I loved meeting you. So I met Janelle a year ago. Um, year. At, yeah, it's going to be exactly one year this weekend, as a matter of fact, during an Oscars event that we were going to a thing called City Summit and City Gala. And um, she was wearing this black, like, leotard outfit, but with chains attached to it and these clips, and it had all of these um posters and all these different things on it that were like um that that were anti anti-sex trafficking uh different things and stuff and i was like i gotta know this woman because of course as um, some of you may know from listening to some of my other things that i am a huge advocate for um the healing and, the, and working with survivors of sex trafficking and human trafficking and i've been all over the world and done work with that and so it's something very close to my heart so when I decided, I was like, who next did I want to have on Truth Serum? I decided Janelle was the person. And so Janelle, I want to know, yeah. is what shot of Truth Serum do you want to deliver to our audience? What bullshit reality do you want to debunk or demystify? Ooh, just one? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll start with one and see how much time we have. Okay, okay. Um, I think the number one thing that I want to debunk is that women who've experienced um, sexual trauma or who've been you know victims of human trafficking or any kind of really sexual trauma um, cannot go on to live um, a prosperous abundant orgasmic life and I think that mm -hmm. society has written off a lot of these women that have been victims of human trafficking and I'm here to show that that's bullshit yeah absolutely that is bullshit uh, I know that we can definitely um, step into our sexuality and make a difference. But I know that we live in a society where we are over-sexualized in the media, yet real sexuality is considered hush-hush and shameful, right? Like the, the Super Bowl just passed and there was this huge debate over the whole thing with J-Lo and Shakira, right? Like their beautifulness and their, their sexiness and their empowerment around sexuality. And they were being shamed by other women and other things. Um, what did you think about all that? 
Well, I think it's interesting, two things. One, I, I'm Latina, so I love seeing like J-Lo and, uh, you know, Shakira. I, I used to, I want, I got into belly dancing and dance because of Shakira. Like, I loved mm. her stuff and I taught, I'm self-taught. I taught everything I know myself. Um, and also 10 years as a stripper didn't hurt, you know, yeah. in that training. So you can really find good in anything, in any trauma you can find good. So I thought that they were amazing, empowered. You know, Shakira's in her 40s, uh, J-Lo's in her, you know, 50s it's like fuck man this is amazing these women are fit they are empowered they are they are boss babes they are moms yeah. they are entrepreneurs their wives it's like holy shit can we not like give these women a hand like this is amazing they were fully clothed fully clothed fully clothed even the the uh the the bodysuit it was a bodysuit it was a full bodysuit with a new with a new color yeah absolutely so covered so there was no, there was nothing showing but their heads okay let's just get that that straight and then um so i thought that that was it was such a beautiful display of really being connected and empowered in their femininity in every role they play as a woman and in their sexuality their sensuality and then for for the general public to come in and, and slam them. And I saw a lot of the posts. It was just disheartening to me because even seeing last year's Adam Levine, you know, he was shirtless and he was, you know, like, it's very sexual. I was like, cool. You know, he's, you know, he's a musician. That's what sells, whatever, more power to him. But yeah. why not come down on him? You're coming down on women. You're seeing children are watching this. I hope they're watching this. I yeah. hope they're seeing, wow, this is what hard work gets you. This is what taking care of your body gets you. This is what working out and being being so empowered and connected to your craft, to your art, to your singing, yeah. to your dancing can get you if you want it. Like J-Lo was from the ghetto and you know, she's Puerto Rican from in the Bronx and Shakira is from a small town in Colombia. It's like, come on, this right. is the American dream. And that's part about saying it was over-sexualized. I, I didn't feel that at all because the ads and things that we see on TV and in the news and, and newspapers and on games. And it's, it's 10 times more sexualized. And oh, this absolutely. Is, this was a halftime show. People like they're going to be in head to toe makeup. I guarantee you, if you go right now to their homes, they're not dressed like that. They're in freaking sweats and they're in their workout clothes and they're in their tennis shoes and Uggs to go get their kids. So the whole thing was ridiculous to me. And it's, it's why we have issues around sexuality and why we have issues like sex trafficking because we have exploited sexuality and then we've shamed women for actually being empowered in it and for taking care of their body and for being fit. And, and, and then we have twisted it because now we've said it's wrong to, to, to be empowered. It's wrong. So we got to shove those sexual desires down, which is what makes the world of sex trafficking thrive. Mm, yeah. So um, I'd like to dive into that a little bit deeper yeah. because I think you're re it's really true. Um, you know, and I know a little about, about, you know, what your, your, tr what your lessons or, you know, the trials um, that have brought you to this mission and this truth about yourself. So could you share a little bit more? I, I just touched on it for a moment, a little bit about your experience and what happened that's brought you into what you're doing now. Absolutely. I was a, you know, a product of the system from a very young age, um, suffered physical and sexual abuse as a young child, which put me into the system. And I, you know, was um, placed into a, a very well-meaning extremist Christian fundamental cult family. And so that only made matters worse. I was isolated from the rest of the world. I didn't receive a proper education or healthcare. And very quickly I got picked up by my first trafficker at 19. I was a vet for a short time because I was lost after my first trafficker. I um, 
was used by that system as well. And I was discharged um, to a medical injury. Um, and so now at this point, I can't even walk. And now I have no education uh, and, and, and the trauma of my first trafficker. And then very quickly, I got picked up uh, by my next. And long story short, ended up with my most dangerous traffic trafficker in Vegas, where I was um, pimped out for seven years in the Las Vegas strip clubs in the adult um, pornographic um, online industry for a short time, trafficked all over the world internationally, um, making a ton of money. So I wasn't trafficked at an area like I'm in, you know, shitty hotels and uh, walking the streets like some mm -hmm. young women are subjected to. I was making 10 to 15 to $20,000 a week. You know, this is a lot of money. And if you add that up over all the times, you know, I've been a millionaire a million times over, but um, not by, not by my, it was not my money. I was forced to, to give it to um, my pimp. Um, and so one night in Vegas, I'm feeling hopeless. And I had just recovered from a really intense beating that left me um, uh, with a concussion and strangulation marks around my neck. It was actually in Gladys Knight's neighborhood. If you know that performer, that's where I was basically left to die at three o'clock in the morning on the front porch. And um, long story short, I ended up having to go to work the next day, which is crazy. You know, you just had a concussion, you have marks and bruises. I couldn't, I couldn't even use makeup to cover them. And I'd become an expert at learning how to cover mm -hmm. things. So I'm sitting at work and we are in this club called Seamless, which is not the club I normally worked in. There was this thing called cab wars going on at the time. And so we were just fighting for our money. I had about $300 in my wallet. I needed about 3000 to go home. And my colleague, you know, had been working with me for five years and she just looked over at me and noticed the marks, obviously, and noticed the bruises and just said, listen, you know, Gianna was my stage name. Don't you want to be happy? Mm. And for me, I, the question was so foreign to me because at that time I just didn't really know what happiness was. Like, I, what is that? Yeah. What is that? I'm like, this is some foreign concept. I just had really experienced trauma abuse and being passed from system to system that failed me that abused me and used me and threw me out when they were done with me. And so I, I, I was curious though. I really wanted to know why, what it was because I knew I couldn't go back and endure another beating. So that was enough leverage that got me to, to, to fake my own death that night with uh, my colleague and was what was influential in getting me one step away from my trafficker. Now we don't have enough time to go in through all of that, but long story short, I ended up in Texas and got involved very quickly with another one because you always go home to what you know. Mm. A pain, abuse, and trauma is what you know all your life. You just yep. end back up there, right? You, yep. It's a cycle. And so um, I was working in a club in San Antonio, Texas, and a man walked in and just said, basically, I want to help you. I don't know who you are, but I'm supposed to help you. And he said, listen, I've suffered sexual abuse as a young child myself. And one thing that helps me, he didn't know my story. He just said, yeah. Tell me this. Um, uh, long story short, I'm condensing it. He said, you know, um, Tantra was very influential in healing me. And if you find a school, I want to send you. And at this time I had no other options because I'm literally with another pimp. My trafficker from, from uh, Vegas is in the penitentiary still coming after me. And I really thought, you know, I'm going to end up dead by this guy or by another one. I've got to get out of the cycle. And so I said, what do I have to lose? So I researched, I found the school. He wrote a check and sent me there. And during that time in Thailand, I was finally able to get back into your body. 
a lot of women haven't been victims of human trafficking, but they have suffered a, a sexual trauma and abuse or rape. Um, and a lot of times, or even sexual harassment, and a lot of times women want to try and escape their body, right? They can't be in their body. But it's such a weird like concept because we are in her body. Oh. So how, how do you not be in your body when you are? It's the worst feeling if you've ever. It is. It yeah. is an absolute like I you know I I have nowhere near um, experienced the kind of sexual trauma that you have. But I um, had my first sexual assault before the age of ten, and um, I was locked in a garage and brutally raped at the age of seventeen. And I can just remember that experience of like. I spent all of those years from I can't run from like nine years old until in my thirties doing anything and everything I could to escape my body. Yeah. Everything from drugs to, to, you know, um, everything from crazy sex stuff to like, you know, different things on this end to, um, uh, uh self mutilation and all of these different types of things because I just didn't want to be in my body. And, and I didn't like it and I didn't know it took me, uh, you know, as myself when I was healing my trauma to really figure out, Oh, like we have to be grounded in the body. We really have to really understand um, what it's like to, to be in that. Um, and, and I love that you've you know, found that experience through the Tantra practice. Um, and I wanna find, I wanna go a little bit deeper into that and about how that works into your mission with, um, with helping others and what that has to do with Beyond Freedom. But before that, I do have a question that um, I've wanted to ask a million people before and I think it's going to be the first time that I actually can ask this without it sounding crass or whatever. Yeah. I love to go to strip clubs, right? Yeah. I yeah. love women. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when I met you, I did not even consider the fact that, that women that were working at strip clubs were being trafficked. Yeah. So, so you know, and, um, and of, of course, I think we've all watched some porn in our lives yeah. and I know that there's definitely um, a bigger thing with that and, you know, and, I, and I'm sure there's some around that, but when it comes to like strip clubs and stuff like that, yeah. how do we discern? Is it, is it okay to go to one? Like, Great what, question. what is your view on that? Because I'm really, I'm really torn and I don't know, but I, I have to say, I do love them. That, I'm not, yeah. I'm not and great question. I'm so glad you brought this up and maybe you'll be a part of my undercover work that I'm going to be doing very soon. I would love for you to be a part of this because um, this is your scene and this is what you love. It's a two-part question and it also brings me back to the original thing that you said about Shakira and J-Lo. They were saying, oh, J-Lo is glorifying strippers and all this stuff. Mm. To address that and back to your question, J-Lo is not glorifying strippers. She was simply you know, she did amazing in her role in Hustlers. And by the way, wow. I was stripping during that time. And how they portrayed that movie is exactly how it went down. And mm -hmm. I seriously wow. can tell you that everything that J-Lo and the other girl did, I have participated in. And I'm not proud to say that. I have done each and every one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you were so desperate, you lost all your money. You're like, shit. And I'm getting beat up if I don't bring money. So at right. this point, if it's GHB, if I'm giving this to guys and we're obviously not trying to kill them, we're trying to, you know, get their, get yep. their money, get their cards, get them to rack up. So I've done that all. And she did an amazing job of portraying that character. She did it to a T. And so the, the strip, the strip pole is, is it's a great workout. Oh, and I agree. I, I can't do it. It kicks my butt. I've tried many times. <laughs> it's a great workout. It's very hard. And it's a sense of athleticism, you know, and, and I think that they got it wrong by saying she was glorifying a stripper. If you asked her, do you want your daughter to grow up and be a stripper? She's obviously going to say no. Right. Now, leading into 
she was playing a character in a role and honoring a workout that's in, intense and a lot of women like it because it helps them to feel more feminine and we need more femininity today now let me ask you this question before i answer what you said if you you have a child you have a daughter my daughter's she, 21 yeah 21 did she ever and did you ever when you were four say mom i want to grow up to be a stripper or a prostitute no okay and did your daughter no no okay so great so this answers the question the question isn't whether it's right or wrong the question is did we create this condition? And the answer is yes. We created this condition by how we view sexuality today and how we've exploited it. No young girl has ever in their life said, when I grow up, I want to grind on guys. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, go for it. Can I grind on guys' cock for a living? No young girl has ever said that. And don't let them glorify stripping. Yes, right. the whole work is fun. It's great. If that's what stripping was, Cool. I actually think it would be a cool concept, but that is not what stripping is. That's 1%, like 0.1% of it. Right. So what girls are doing to make money is they're grinding on guys' dicks all night long. That's how they make money. They're being fingered. They're being forced to, you know, give blow jobs or hand jobs to meet extra money. They're going out and selling their body afterwards because guys don't want to pay money unless they, it is a, it's prostitution. Okay. Now, now that when they have these competitions for stripping and all like that, I believe that that's really what it is. It's the art of pole dance. Okay. Yeah. I've gone to some places where, I mean, I love, there's like three, three women up on a pole and they're doing these beautiful, you know, like it's art, it's complete art and the, and the, and the power of what they've had to put together to, to do that I think is absolutely mind blowing and beautiful. Absolutely. It's art. It's artistic expression. It's femininity. It's a workout. It's empowering. That part I can swallow. The other part I cannot because it's an exploitation of women. It's exploiting them. It's basically saying, how much am I worth for a dollar? Like, can I, can I, can I grind on you enough? Can I twerk enough to get one dollar, one dollar? You know, it's, it's, it's a very, and it's, and, and a lot of sex trafficking happens in strip clubs. I actually think back now, and I believe that 70% of the women I worked with across the globe were being trafficked. Oh, wow. Okay. Cause that's what I was going to ask. Isn't it true that there's definitely got to be like, some that I mean I worked in a strip club as a bartender when I was in my uh, in my 20s yeah and, you know, I, I believe that there is a group that were there just because they wanted to do they it want like, the cash they want yeah, the cash, they want the cash. you know I've, I've met several that were in college going you know stuff and they were doing it for a reason I've met tons of lesbians that work at strip clubs they're like you know they're like I don't care about these guys I'm just here for the money you know and, and I've worked with these types of women too and that's why I had to go in my mind and think god let's think back but you also have to remember mm -hmm. that when you're in that environment, um, and, and I'm going to also tell you there's no solution because I think it's a cool concept too. And I understand people like to go and the art and they like to throw some money and have a drink and that stuff. I get it, but there's so much gray area in it. And yeah. that's why I want to go in and document and really find out what's going on. Right. But when I think about the girls that I've worked with um, and, and their stories, listen, do you know how many times I told people I was in real estate? or I had a modeling agency, or I had a concierge service, I light out my ass. Because if you tell a guy, yeah, I've got a pimp that's waiting for me to be him $5,000, do you want to spend the night with me? They're going to say, uh, no. Right. So right. of course, I, I, I never, I lied so much time. I actually lost track of my real age because I lied about it for so many years. I, 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 I didn't even know how old I was anymore, you know? I, and so oftentimes what's being told to you in the bar 
is not true. It's not true serum. It is just what me is needed to make the money. And I'm not saying that you haven't had relationships and connections with girls outside that haven't been truthful. I'm just saying often it's not. It's a fabrication because when you step in those heels and when you put that costume on, you become someone else. That's why girls don't use their real names. They Mm. use a stripper name, right? It's a whole fantasy world. Is there any solution? I don't know. I, I, well, I, um, I don't know, but I believe that there's a solution to legal, uh, you know, like there's parts of places in the world where the prostitution is legal. I agree with that. And I think that that is a big solution. And I've, I've been watching, what is it, Norway or the Netherlands or something. Yeah, has Netherlands. Some really amazing things where um, every, then it's a safe, it, the women are safe. They're, they're protected, like all these types of things. I think there's some sort of movement towards that that we can really work on for sure. There is. And just, I'm so glad you brought that up and you agree with that because I have been nailed to the cross by nonprofits, by even other survivors, which I've never talked bad about, but mm. the religious faith-based survivors that will unfriend me, will block me, will blast my name on social media because I agree with legalizing prostitution. Yeah. Um, because the issue. I'm sorry. I think it's a safety issue. It is a safety issue. And here's the thing. If you smoke marijuana or whatever, I don't, I'm allergic to it. But if you do, look at what happened when they legalized it. The government, anything that's legalized or decriminalized, the government has their hands in. Does that mean that there's still not people out there selling weed under the table? Of course. Does that mean that if we legalize prostitution, that sex trafficking is going to go away? No. But what it does mean is that it's going to be a lot fucking harder and that there's going to be a lot more laws in place. You're going to have to get a business license. You're going to have to pay taxes. You're going to have to jump through all these hoops and it's going to be harder for pimps to run their organizations. Mm -hmm. And they're going to find out if if there's minors that are being exploited because of all the red tape. So it can all end like you said there's rights for girls they have you know they have uh i've researched it i've done papers on school for it every time i get asked to do a paper i write on this yeah they have um access to mental health they have access to health care a lot of the places have boxes that are like you know within a couple miles away where they can call and 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 like a a caseworker runs down or comes down and assist them right and 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 so all these things i think make it a no-brainer that it will definitely diminish um, sex trafficking. And also anything that we make legal and bring to the light is not going to be held in shame and darkness and an oppression as much. Because whatever we resist persists, whatever we can't be with won't let us be, right? That's definitely a truth, so. So let's go back in and talk more about this mission um, in your life and you know what you're here to share um, on a deeper level to with you know humanity. You've got Beyond Freedom. You've got the um, the uh, O's factor, the O factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know all of these types of things. Go dive in a little bit and share with us about your mission, about um, Beyond Freedom, about what you've done with this tantra work and how you're sharing it with the world. Perfect. So Beyond Freedom came out of me, you know, uh, coming out into uh, a classroom in uh, at Orange Coast College. Um, you know, it's been almost three years now as saying, you know, that I had been a victim of human trafficking. I didn't even know what had happened to me. And after that, through a chance encounter, I started communicating with Tony Robbins, who was influential and really pulling me out of a very dark, you know, suicidal time in my life because I really didn't know how to go from product to person. It was very challenging doing that with a newborn mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to figure out how to live life again. I mean, I went from living in a garage in Newport Beach 
to now actually living in Newport Beach, and that was in a matter of four years. So to say that transformation is not possible is, is you know, a false. So what, after meeting Tony and after doing his events and he kept sending me, I realized like my purpose and my passion is bigger. And by taking my campus club and turning it into a nonprofit, I could really be assistance to women that are coming out of the life or trying to get out and want to help to heal first, number one, to heal. And so what makes Beyond Freedom unique is that we take a completely holistic approach to healing, wellness, and integration back into society. So we believe that there's not one size fits all story of sex trafficking. So there's not going to be mm. one size fits all healing. So we employ every type of healing modality you can think of from craniosacral work to hypnotherapy, to, you know, Beamer mat, to essential oils, to uh, osteopath, to uh, the work that you're doing, to art therapy, dance movement therapy. We like to, um, to Reiki, uh, any acupuncture, we have partnered with healers and are continuing to partner with healers across the globe to really make these modalities available to survivors because that's essentially how I was able to heal. Yeah. And I think that that's really important that we take this approach because we know that this work heals. And, um, and then the second thing we do is we partner to really help get women out of poverty because being a victim of human trafficking is a death sentence. It's a poverty mm -hmm. sentence. Most women end up taking their own life or end up back in the life, which eventually kills them. And if they do get out, they're so ridden with, ridden with poverty, panic, and PTSD that they're never able to live a life full of passion, purpose, and prosperity. And I think that that is bullshit. And so I'm here to help change that. And I know the work that you're doing with the Intuitive Academy is something that, you know, we talked about really helping bring this to more uh, survivors and, and, and to, to victims therein. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a little bit about Beyond Freedom. Did you want me to talk about the O factors? Or sure. You yeah. Tell us a little bit about the other side of it um, and what you do that to help uh, women and with that work. Yeah. So I think for me, it was more like realizing that the nonprofit is all about helping other victims and helping other women who've gone through, you know, human trafficking, sex trafficking, or any kind of really, we're expanding to like trauma and abuse too, because these are all kind of interwoven into the cycle of uh, human trafficking victims and what makes them a target, what makes them vulnerable is that they have experienced sexual abuse or et cetera, and things like that. But it was really like, I had to become the, um, I had to become the success in my own business so that I could help other women feel like they could do whatever they wanted to do too. Mm -hmm. And so um, after you know meeting Tony, I dated one of his business partners, Joseph McClendon, and um, he really, who, if you ever go to his events, he's on stage like more, like more than Tony even. And I really got to like understand how business worked and the principles of business. And he taught me so much about like, how you can use your mind and things to focus and to really create what you want and what I already knew about sexual energy, sexual transmutation. I was able to really create things quicker and faster. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what um, I want to help both women, but men and women with. So what I do with the O factors is really helping people experience more connection and bliss while giving them tools to live an outstanding orgasmic life which means more prosperity. Yeah. And we do that by um, really learning how to use energy, similar to what you do. But the sexual energy is where I, my emphasis and my focus is. So the number one thing we do is we just teach 
people how to connect with themselves because we have lost that today. We're mm -hmm. so in this technologically advanced society, but we have lost the sense of self-connection and the connection with other people. Intimacy, connection, touch, it's like a thing of the past. We don't do that. We swipe left, we swipe right, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. We use our phone to everything but to pick up and actually call people. And so I think the first step in Tantra is getting people to connect with themselves, to get back into their body, to heal. And then from that, we take it into the deeper things of how, how, helping women to own their body, own their orgasms, own their pleasure, helping men to realize that they can experience pleasure more than just the, the tip of their penis. They can have pleasure all over their body, mm. helping them to really use their sexual, helping them to be present for their women if, if their partner is a woman and to be able to help her to go into more orgasms. But also just helping couples, whether they're male, female, women, whatever it is, to realize that their intimacy and connection starts with themselves because the level and depth and presence and intimacy and connection you bring to yourself is the level of depth, presence, intimacy, and connection you will attract in a lover. Oh, that's beautiful. Say that again. I really, really want people to hear that because that's powerful. So the level of depth, intimacy, connection, and presence that you bring to yourself or that you offer to yourself is the level of depth, intimacy, presence, and connection that you will attract in your partner, in your lover. And so the Tantra starts with you. And so that is the most, people think it's all about sex and it's all about this. And those are great for advertising. I'm actually an advertising major, but the whole thing is, it's really about learning to love you and the body you're in. And learning and understand for women most women can't even tell you you know the anatomy of their female genitalia like they I, don't know they might know where the clitoris is and that's about it yep yeah wow don't we all love janelle holy crap if you love her will you share this episode download it now follow us so that you can find out more amazing truth serum um because janelle was at transform live last year which is our yearly conference um, around spiritual development and transformational healing. And um, our next conference this year is June 18th, 19th, and 20th, again in Orange County, California. And maybe we can convince Janelle to come back and uh, teach some of her Tantra and connecting to yourself stuff. I would love that. Uh, that this that we'll be doing this year. And um, she doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I uh, would love to have uh, your Beyond Freedom be the organization that we... Um, put forward and uh, do a raffle and donations around and see I what we can do. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That's this year. Yeah. You know, it's so close to my heart and we've already, we've talked about partnering and doing other things. And so um, we're promoting really early this year to get the, get the word out. We're going to have an amazing, huge event with some really incredible experiences going on. So share this episode, download it, follow us. And um, Janelle, before I have three yeah. questions that I always yeah. ask, at the okay. end. Um, but before that, tell people how they can get a hold of you and where they can find you. So the best way is um, you can go to the ofactors.com and that will take you um, to, you know, all good things that you can connect with me. If you're on Instagram, it's I am Janelle Gordon. So it's pretty easy. And then on Facebook, it's if you're old school and you love Facebook, <laughs> it's just Janelle Gordon. So you can find me there. I also have an amazing YouTube channel that offers a ton of 
free Tantra. So free, free, free. So go on there. It's Janelle Gordon. You'll find tips for women, tips for men, tips for couple. I'm basically demystifying Tantra for you. And awesome. so we'll leave Tantra. all of the links below. So whether yeah. you're on our podcast or on our YouTube channel, wherever you're finding Truth Serum right now, we will, <laughs> excuse me, leave the links for you. Perfect. So um, when we're trying to transform our lives, I think many people believe that it takes like a complete overhaul. Like I got to do all these things to make a shift. But I believe that sometimes one small thing can be a huge, um, a huge catalyst for us. So what is one ritual or practice or thing that you cannot live without? Okay. Um, this one is, <laughs> this one is going to be deep because, um, that's, that's me. I'm deep. So I can't live without my self-pleasure ritual. And that is me doing some kind. Yes. Sometimes it's um, sexual, but sometimes it's just me, um, uh, taking a luxurious bath with oils is me doing my jade egg practice to strengthen my vaginal muscles so that I can orgasm better and have less symptoms during my menstrual moon cycle. But for me, self-pleasure is doing something. But typically every day I do my self-pleasure time where it's I learn how to what you would consider masturbation. And I use that time to connect with myself, to meditate and to create and use the power of my orgasm to manifest what I want. And to me, it's power and it's gotten me thus far and I won't go without it. Awesome. Self-pleasure. I'm in. I do self-pleasure <laughs> too, but I'm going to pick up some new ones for me. <laughs> yes. All right. What is your definition of spirituality? Spirituality to me is making your own rules that um, govern your life. So it's not about like a religion or anything like that. It's like living life on your terms, your rules that govern your life. And as long as they're not harming anyone and it's bringing greater good to the universe, then I think I'm all in. And so for me, I had to redefine how I thought about sexuality, what I thought about spirituality. And that's how I created my practice, my life. So it's really about playing and living your life on your rules. And that is, is something that you want to, you're excited to get up and do every morning, right? Yeah. Like people yeah. stay connected and stay in religions that they freaking hate simply because their parents told them to do it. They go to church every Sunday, they do this or they do mass. But it's like when you create your own rules for your life and how you want to live it, what you want to incorporate, what practices you want to do every day, that's when you love it. I love getting up every morning and getting on my wheel and getting on my mat and moving my body and doing my breath work because I feel good afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So feeling good more and writing those roles and scripts. I have found in my life that um, a big part of my spiritual journey and my journey uh, to healing my trauma and things has been a lot about surrender. What does surrender yeah. mean to you? Surrender. So funny that you would say that. That's actually like the path and goal of Tantra is, is, um, is surrender is a massive part of it. Transfiguration is there, but you, in order to transfigure yourself and someone, you have to master surrender. So surrender the process of um, really giving up control, but not in a weak way, because a lot of women, when we were going through Tantra, they're like, I'm not surrendering to a man or I'm not sure. And it, it, it's not a weak thing. Surrender takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts because it says, I trust you enough to open myself up to you and know that you got me and then I can let myself go. And the, so for me, this is a massive part. I didn't experience 
some of the breakthroughs in my life, some of the deepest forms of orgasms that are attainable, or attainable and achievable to women until I learn to surrender. Because in order to go into deep orgasmic states, you can't have control. You can't be worried about if your hair is cute or if, if you're gonna look crazy, if your arms are gonna, when you're going into deep orgasmic states, you're freaking batshit crazy. You're like, ah, you're like speaking. You don't <laughs> like, yeah, right? But the, the surrender and the bliss that you experience after post, it's like, it's drugs, it's drugs. Mm -hmm. And so surrender to me is a massive part of my life. And, and when you know that you can't, the only thing that you can really control in every single moment is your breath, then you learn to just surrender to that breath and surrender. And when you go into states of deep states of meditation, it's scary sometimes. You're like, oh fuck, I'm gonna die. Like this is the end, you know? But the moment you just say surrender, I would say this, it would be my mantra, I surrender, I let go, I mm -hmm. allow. And when you go there, it's, it's bliss. Awesome. All right, yeah. we have a few more questions before we okay. end today. So okay. uh, you're on your deathbed. Yes. And you have one truth that you can leave for all of your friends, family, and humanity to know. What would you say? That this is so emotional. <laughs> that the most important relationship you have is with yourself and learn to love yourself so much so that it bleeds over into your child, mm -hmm. into your partner, to the rest of the world. It starts with you. If you don't love you, it doesn't matter. Any, nothing else matters. And um, that, you know, came from a lot of work because feeling like you didn't belong and feeling like your family doesn't like you or this person judges you. It's like, it doesn't matter in the end. You, you go out in this world alone. So you better love who's lying there in, in physical form. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And the last question, thank you, it's so beautiful, is <laughs> if you could do one thing in this world before you pass to the next realm, what is it? create a paradigm shift around sexuality and really like create different methodologies of how we are educating our kids through sexuality. Cause right now they're getting it through porn. So I think re-revolutionizing how we're creating porn is a massive part of that and how we're viewing sexual, uh, like buying and selling sex. So basically altering um, how we view sexuality today and doing it on a really high level. That's a big goal. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Janelle. You are incredible. Everybody share Truth Serum, download it, share it, follow us. We've got so many amazing people come up and um, join us for Transform Live in June where Janelle and we're going to raise a lot of funds for Beyond Freedom. Yes. Bye. Love, love. Thanks, sister.